Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. This is Andy Raymond, Unfiltered. We're just a week away from the footy. The off-season drags on, but it's been on fire on the podcast with our Q&A and our Dream Team podcast. We've had some of the biggest names in rugby league. Join us to answer your questions and also put together their perfect 13. This is our final Q&A of the off-season And we've got a beauty. Now, I'm going to start by saying Ricky Stewart has got it wrong. My guest is too good of a sort to be a front rower. Front row is where the big, out-of-shape box heads play. Not you, Joe Tarpany. You okay with moving into that territory, mate? It's um, It's been a slow move. I started out on the back row centres and I'm slowly creeping in, so... um... I think the game's changed where where the where the front rowers aren't those big box heads anymore. You gotta have a like a Victor Radley ball player now. When you were growing up, lock and front row were completely different. Um and sort of as you just said there, that's not really the case in them anymore. They're they're very similar in many ways. You you can't be a ball player a hundred percent of the time. You can't charge off the back fence a hundred percent of the time. You gotta find that right mix. It's a bit of a balance, and um, if you don't adapt to it, I think you're going to be out the game real quick. Okay, let's rip in, mate. Our followers, our friends, and our listeners have dropped in a heap of questions for you. I've brushed the 100% batshit crazy ones and left the 50% crazy ones, and we've got some real technical footy questions too. We'll start with Ben from Gungarland. He asks, is Josh Papalihi still getting better he's, he's he involves with the game as well like like we said he, he was that big box head runner runs hard and he's he's got a, a ball playing side to him as well which um it's hard to read if you're playing him because you think he's just going to run over you but then he just chucks a pass so um I, I feel like he's he's evolving as well question from me here josh papali he was josh papali chance nickel kluk star was chance nickel clockstead did they get everyone together and, and explain, you know, the name change or did it just happen without anyone knowing? Um, like in the background, I think NRL have been trying to get the names right for a while. Um, they still call me Tarpine and and that's, it's Tarpany, but it's it's a work in progress. And I, I don't mind if they're trying, but if it just keeps 
happening. I think that's what what the NRL were trying to do, and um, I think it's good good for the game. Um, because our families, you know, when I first started playing, I I got calls from all my 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 aunties, uncles, mum saying, you know, they pronounce your name wrong, and I'm like, I'm not in the box office, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. It's a good it's a good step forward. It's about respect too, and I, I, there are a lot of commentators in the game that show the players the respect they deserve and actually speak to the players and find out uh, exactly how to pronounce the name. I remember you as a young bloke at the Knights and, and up there I, you and I had a chat uh, before your, your first game and we got the pronunciation right. Some guys don't. We'll move on. This is from Grady in Crookwell. Is top eight a pass mark and bottom eight a fail? Is that the simple terms of, I guess, team goals? Um, at the end of the day, you want to be playing finals, and that's uh, that'll be every team's goal when you when you go and start preseason. Um, everyone's goal is to be top eight. You want to be in those finals, and if you're not in there, you got some you know some looking in the mirror to do, and and some questions to be answered. So, um, top eight is always the goal for every team. Yeah, I guess it's a tough off season, mate. After you haven't made the top eight, where you, as you said, you you got to stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself that's not good enough and you need to be better. Definitely. And, um, you know, there's questions on on my form last year and, and that adds pressure as well. Um, but um, like I always say to my wife, I love the pressure and when, when people start talking garbage about me, uh, I like to stand up and try to prove those people wrong. So, um, you know, that was a big thing for me in the off-season with all the noise in the background. But um, I'm just going to try to start the season off good and carry that on. Mate, you don't want to get into my head and the noise that goes on in there constantly. As you get as you get older and, and more mature and more experienced, are you able to shut that outside noise off in a better way now than you would have three or four years ago and just concentrate on yourself? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think and the more mature you get, you use it as fuel as well. Um, yep. When I was younger, you know, all this would have got to my head and I would have been out in the town on the piss and – doing all that stuff, you know, um, trying to block it out. But now it's, and you know, I've got this support system, it's a bit easier um, and it's, yeah, just been more mature about it. I love to hear that. Good on you, buddy. This is from the Dylan family in Menai. Who's the hardest forward in the game? Hardest forward in the game? That's a tough one because there's a lot. Um, yeah. I have huge reps on Payne Huss. Yep. He's, he's a, he works that hard in um, four long minutes for a big middle. Um so I can't go past him. He's he's a tough man and he, he's a big man and he works hard. That's a good answer. From Marty in Wellington, New Zealand, your old stomping ground. He wants to know what the hucker is like first time doing it in New Zealand for New Zealand. The hucker, it's, I explained it in Maldi's camp as well. It's emotion, the emotion you get from it and how it brings up your ancestors and how you're representing your family. It's it's a feeling you can't explain. And uh, when you're representing your country, um, that's 10 times, you know, 10 times more. And then when you're representing your culture, it's 100 times more. Um, and that's what, why when you see us do the haka, the emotion just pours out and, and it gets really intense, yeah. I would imagine it's probably even more intense for mum, dad, family, aunties, uncles, grandparents, whoever in the crowd or watching on TV, looking at their son do it on the field. I would imagine the the extended family is just as emotional, just as pumped up. Yeah, 100%. And, and they're the people that are going through your mind when you're doing it too. 
so the emotions in, interchange, you know, you know, they're feeling that emotion, but you're you're expressing that emotion through them. This is from Curran in Queenstown. What's been your favourite test match and why? Favourite test match? Um, I'd probably say the first time I played Australia. Um, mm. They're the benchmark country. When I first played them, it was like Cam Smith, Thurston, Inglis, and I was a bit starstruck. So, um, you know, that, that was probably my most memorable test match. Mate, that question came from Queenstown. I went there with the bride for a week last year. What a great joint. That is all time. Have you been to Queenstown? I haven't been to Queenstown. I stopped in there on the way to Jordan Rappana's wedding. He had it over in, um, where was it? It was just a, a town up from there. So we flew into Queenstown. It's so beautiful. Absolutely. I'll have to take the wife over there too. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll be in the good books there, mate, and that's very important. <laughs> Uh, William from Yass asks, I read an article recently, you want to stay in Canberra long-term, and that got me excited. Um, William, be careful getting excited about Joseph. Um, that will lead to rumours. He asks, is that the plan or is that just media talk? Uh, it's a bit of media talk. I haven't really, you know, me and my wife are happy here, obviously, but we haven't uh, discussed uh, lately what we're doing, um, but we're happy to stay, but and in the same same sense, you know, it's it's football and you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly um, right. But, you know, we're, we're happy in Canberra. She's got a solid job. Uh, we've got a house. We've got a dog and cat comfortable. Um, getting up and moving is a bit of a mission, but um, it's football. Anything can happen. Tell us about the dog, mate, because I'm just a, a crazy dog tragic. Tell us about the dog. Uh, beautiful, uh, long-haired German Shepherd. Um, oh. She's attached to her mum's hip, though. Uh, is that I right? was hoping she'd be attached to me. But uh, it wasn't the case. There we go. From Jim Boober on the Gold Coast hinterland and Aiden, he asks, has Jamal Fogarty been good pre-season and what do you think of him? He's a, he's a great leader from, um, from, the, from the start when he came. You can tell he, he wants to lead and he's really professional, which, um, which is a good addition to our team. Um, he talks a lot and I think we need that in our halves pairing. So it's going to be a good mix with him and Jack. From Billy at Peakhurst, is Ricky hard on halfbacks at the club? I guess he's asking here, mate, because there's a theory that coaches are harder on the position that they used to play, and obviously Rick was a halfback, and to be fair, one of the very best I've seen. So is he harder on number sevens because he was a number seven? I don't think so. I think he's probably harder on some of the others, um, but he's... He's, he he knows what he he um, he knows his stuff, so it's hard to if you're a halfback and you're not doing that job, it's easy for him to pick up on it, you know, because mm. um, he knows what what should be done. So maybe he's a bit more um, eyes uh, eyes on and hands on with them because he knows what's happening. But um, I think he's pretty equally angry or, yeah. or good to everyone in the team. Well, that's Ricky. That's that's angry, Ricky, mate. I'll be honest. Every interview I've done with any of Ricky's old teammates. And current guys he coaches uh, from uh, Jason Croker to Elliot Whitehead, um, Jamal Fogarty, and a bunch of others. I always ask about Ricky's best blow up. Uh, I've known him for 30 something years, and I have seen some absolute fucking gems over the years that no one else has seen. Uh, I reckon I've got about 20 different stories, all different blow-ups. What's your favourite Ricky blow-up? He's got so many, but I remember one game we lost and um, he came into 
he came into the video room and he was pretty calm and I was he just started like ha 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 you weak and and then he just <laughs> so it was, it was really unexpected and it kind of made me giggle because I, was, I wasn't expecting he just started like giggling and then he says that and I was like oh and then I kind of had to hide because you know he got the giggles and he just started tearing off into everyone you run too soft you're fucking weak yeah and he just starts doing that that's you know, it's crack up, but he's kind of changed over the years. You know, he's, he's mellowed out a bit more. Um, when I first came, he was a bit more intense. Now yeah. he's a bit more mellow and he understands um, how the players, um, you know, react to things, I think. He's trying, he's trying to change every year. Side note, and just a little bit of a teaser here for those that are listening, I'm releasing my dream team for the first time to finish our Dream Team series on the podcast later this week. I'm giving my 13 and reasons why. I'll also reveal who got close in each position. Ricky didn't make it. Um, I'll probably never live that down, but he finished second in the halves. Second best number seven I've ever seen, and I'll explain why. And I reckon that's an enormous rap considering the guys that I've seen in 50-odd years. Anyway, that's that's later in the week. We'll finish with these two questions from our followers. We've got the Canberra Raiders, Joseph Tarpany, on the podcast. This is from Ainsley at Shell Harbour. She asks, do you <laughs> – this is a beauty. Do you understand the pommies in the side – when they're talking on the field, when they're huffing and puffing with their mouth guards in, do you understand a word they say? Um, smell, not smell gets, because when he's puffed, he just splatters out all this jibber-jibber. But um, I think John Bateman was the hardest. He talks too fast and he's he's just repeats himself. He was the hardest. But the other ones, I think Georgie and, and Hodgie, real clear on how they talk, but the two from um, Bradford, oh, you can't you can't understand them half the time. Beautiful. This is the last one from Thomas at Coogee. Who? And this is a great question. Really easy one, but a great one. Who's your New Zealand footy hero? We. I would have to say Sonny Bill. Um, growing up, I was a union. You know, everyone from New Zealand watches union. So when I switched over to the league kind of scene and had, had a watch of that, he was you know a young Polynesian guy that could run hard, hit hard, and offload and everyone back home you know we play a game of uh hold or tackle at the park you you just say sunny bill when you chuck the offload or mm. you try and hit each other with a sunny bill and yeah. i think they just paved the way for you know some of these young island moldy boys to come through and um just wanted to kind of be like them I've been watching and studying Sonny Bill videos and Barry Hall videos over the last two weeks. I'm commentating the upcoming Barry Hall, Sonny Bill Williams fight, two big heavyweights. I mean, they are monster dudes and they're going to throw hands on March 23. Uh, If you're a boxing fan, you can catch it on the newly created Stan events. That is March 23. Barry Hall and Sonny Bill Williams, there's a free plug for you, Stan. Um, Free plugs for the rest of the year for our man for jumping on the podcast with it. Joseph Tarpany, appreciate your company, mate. Look forward to chatting again throughout the year. Good luck in round number one, legend. Another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. As we count down to the season, Monday nights we'll drop a Q&A podcast where you're in total control because you're asking the questions. Then on Thursday nights, we're dropping the Dream Team, 
any era, any player, any position from any competition. Who makes the cut, who misses out and why? As always, we'll be speaking to the biggest names in the game, both current and from eras gone by, and we've got some huge surprises coming up before round one kicks off. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd ask you to leave a review and a five-star rating on the app you're currently listening on. It's easy, takes 30 seconds, and you can now rate on Spotify. What it does, it increases our position on the search engines as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. We're done for now. Look after yourselves and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.